0: Had a story that was going like this. Here, unabashed and unedited, are my bullet points for this story. Once upon a time, there was a person. A man slips into a portal to hell and catches a glimpse of something he thinks he's not meant to see. In infernal concert in a beautiful concert hall. Noise and mockery and horror. Until rising away from it, a voice. And all the other demons listen sweetly. They weep, and they soon sing along as if one voice. The soloist laughs and laughs... Then they all turn to the person watching, who runs away. The person lives their life for a while and forgets the song. Eventually has a big business meeting, a big speech about how they're absorbing another company or destroying a rainforest for some reason or other. Some enterprising thing, some ghastly greed. But then suddenly... hears the song while giving the important speech in front of a bunch of other important people. Tears come to his eyes, he laughs and laughs and laughs. I'm sure the demons come back, their chaos serving a larger kind of good. Maybe he sees them, his very emotional friends. I don't know. It was alright. It wasn't grabbing me. And a story for the sake of a story is no story at all. A story has to come from a longing, a wanting, an aching, an itching, a pain. And I wanted the story to be about the kind of person who prizes profit over people but learns what to truly value, which is life, human experience, the thing we're here to truly feel in this very short time on Earth, this time around anyway. Dot, 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 blah, blah, blah. Told it. Told it already. Told it over and over and over and over, and even vowed to never tell the tale of a tyrant king again. But they continue to demand attention. Told it before. Punished them before in my stories. Nothing but indulgence on my part. Anything that judges another instead of seeking out what appalled you in them in yourself instead is futile anyway. I think. Or maybe I'm judging myself too harshly, too. Hmm sitting at the computer, thinking about this story and becoming infatuated with images of beautiful, hellish things in my mind. Things with black tears streaming down their faces and into their mischievous smiles painted in black tears, too. Faces marble white, or slate gray, or shining obsidian almost made of stone, if it weren't for how angular they were in their movement as they sawed bow across violin, cello, and viola, or as fingers punched roughly at oboes, clarinets, and flutes. Even in their mocking, even as the music I could already imagine was so rude and cruel, They seemed beautiful in my mind because, well, I think the cruelest things are beautiful, aren't they? If they were hideous, we would just be afraid, and that's no fun. But things that want to hurt us being beautiful, looking like fairies from a story, looking like nymphs and satyrs from a long-gone myth, Oh, how we would love them to love us, no? Sitting at the computer, wondering if that's enough. Wondering if the music can be done well enough in time to make the rather flimsy tyrant story make sense. I realize my friend who is a cat is sitting on the table facing me. He has been there for a while. But he has been looking at me for some time now. I didn't realize. I was so absorbed in this non-story and whether it would work, could work, is working. His eyes are wide, and he has a focus he usually does not. Hi, I say, and he does not react to my voice. Then I realize he's not staring at me. He's looking just above me, over my head, behind me. What's up? I ask. He doesn't answer, naturally. Then I catch something behind him. Behind him is the door to the balcony, and it's mostly made of windows. That's why I can see when my phantom stranger stands on my balcony. It's all window, thank goodness, so I feel like I can see the sky when I am home, and I am home when I can see the sky. And behind my cat, who is staring just behind me, in the window... I can see something in the reflection. Behind me there is a door frame leading to the kitchen. From either side of it, dangling from the ceiling, peeking around corners, reaching up from the floor towards me, there are dozens of hands, long fingers, Pale white, or dull gray, or shining black. With dirty, hungry claws curving up and out at me. They seem to come out of the material. Out of the walls, the ceiling, the floor. As though through portals. But there is nothing there I can see. They just pass through matter like nothing. They twist themselves up in each other like a horrific insect, a chimera made of many of them, hanging off each other, clinging so that they can reach closer and closer to me. Their beautiful faces laughing and snarling and their jaws dripping and drooling and their fingers reaching, reaching, almost touching. I turn around to see them with my own eyes. But there's only the kitchen. I turn back to the reflection, and they are gone. And the cat jumps off the table and goes to eat some food. I come back to the computer. Once upon a time, there was a person. Another Person. Another person who fell down a tunnel, a portal to hell, which really was only a place, not much to it. And he, unlike the first person, he was not particularly greedy or selfish or tyrannical. He did not place himself above anyone else, but maybe it was just because he had never had the opportunity to. Who knows? He found the same orchestra, the same demonic set of musicians, maybe. And he shuddered at the way they played. He trembled at the chaotic lack of melody, of structure, the utter nonsense of it all. He wanted to believe there was a kind of order to the world, A kind of prevailing justice. This music made him lose hope completely in that. Until one of the demons stood and began to sing once more. Our visitor didn't know it, but it was a different one than the one who sang for the Tyrant King in my first chapter of this story that I've abandoned. I promise I've abandoned it, it's just not good enough to release. But in this next chapter, a different demon sang. So you see, you'd realize that they are all in league with one another. At least that's the idea. And they each get to take turns being the voice of... I don't know, purity, feeling, kindness, longing, whatever it is meant to represent. Certainly it is a song for a kind of spiritual heart, I think. And the other demons once again ceased their noise-making and listened sweetly and wept and smiled. And they turned to the newcomer, the new listener, and watched him intently, And he, terrified, ran, ran, ran away, back to the real world, where he would try to continue his life, where he worked hard, and tried hard, and cared for others, and was by all standards very good and kind, and he forgot about the song, and he forgot about the demons until it's just not working. He's so good, so obviously good. He deserves to be a hero, perhaps more than our first friend, pardon me, our first enemy, the greedy one. So in his story, he should be rewarded, shouldn't he? Punishment, reward, badness, goodness, tedious, subjective, and wishful. Thinking. And done. Done to death. By me and others. How many Christmas carols can we write? How many Scrooges and Marleys versus Bob Cratchits and Tiny Tims? What is the point? What is the point? Even Scrooge had to be taken down a portal to hell before deciding to change. And even then... It's fiction. And even then, there were other Scrooges who weren't given the gift of sight. And even then, there were still so many other tiny Tims who needed help. Lost in solving. Lost in metaphor. Lost in... What is that music? That's my voice, isn't it? But I haven't written the music yet. Oh, no. How did I get to the keyboard? How did the microphone get set up? I didn't think I was at that stage of the process yet. I was late with the episode by a night, and I woke up early to keep writing, but the words still weren't coming, and the story still seemed so useless. I thought I dreamed of demons in the reflection of my windows behind me, but maybe it wasn't a dream was that last night how did I get to the keyboard I didn't decide what the song sounded like yet I kept thinking this will be a challenge to write and produce yet here it is just there I'd know that song anywhere I can swear I've heard it before I didn't want to write this story. It's not good enough, and I'm only partly sure what it means. It's not even finished. I turn to my laptop, which my cat is rubbing his cheek against. My editing program is open, and the completed episode is being exported to MP3. I didn't finish it. How is it getting finished? I give up. All right. All right. Fine. Take me. I slip down a tunnel. Or is it a portal? It felt like a tunnel like the kind a superhero or a secret agent in a movie slides down to enter a secret underground lair. Only that's not where I am. In fact, I'm gone. Can't see myself anymore. I'm in a castle. A dark place. But luckily, I feel a hand take my invisible hand and slip a lit candle within it. I whirl around to see who gave it to me, but the light reveals no one. I walk down a hall, following a red carpet. In front of me, just a candlestick wobbling as though a ghost were carrying it, for I cannot see my hands. Is that what I am, here? A ghost. Is that what you are here, too? I've forgotten. I'm not alone, am I? You're here, too? Thank goodness, and thank you. I follow the red carpet to a room. As the candle enters, I can tell, even in the darkness that it's a gilded salon, the kind a king, a tyrant, an emperor might have in his castle, full of pink roses and baby's breath, overly sweet and too rich. But then those creatures from the reflection in my apartment crawl down the walls from the ceiling, as they did in my kitchen, hanging off each other's limbs, helping each other to their seats in the room, walking like spiders, crabs, insects, withdrawing musical instruments from within the Rat King shape they formed together. They dissect themselves from the mass of bodies they made just a moment ago. They sit down, and tune their instruments. I am standing in front of them, their jet-black, stone-gray, milk-white hands poised, ready to play. Their eyes leaking black tears constantly, and their smiles wide and gentle and cunning all at once. They are so beautiful, that I am afraid they will laugh at me. But they don't. They look up, expectantly. I let go of my candle and you, my invisible friend, take it and light a hundred other candles with it in this room. When you are finished, you may take a seat. And I shall pick up a baton, tap it thrice on this podium here, and raise both of my hands suddenly. And every demon in the orchestra lifts their instruments just as fast. They all take a deep breath in, And we play la. la, la, la. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to episode 215 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza, your host, writer, narrator, podcaster, composer, conductor, etc. behind the show. I hope you're doing well and taking care of yourselves as the weather grows colder, if it does that where you are listening to this. Still soaking up some self care and rest before the moon is new this week. This was a tough one to do. Or at least as I write these notes, I expect it will continue to be a tough one to complete. But I'm sure as I record and edit myself saying that, it'll feel differently, so who knows what I'll be at that point of the story making. Support for On a Dark Cold Night is brought to you this month by Magic Mind. If you're anything like me, I'm sure you struggle at times to keep focused and alert throughout your day as you navigate juggling responsibilities Tasks, relationships, life, rest and relaxation, and fun, too. There's a lot going on in the world, and a lot going on within our lives, and having the energy to focus to do everything we want to do is easier said than done. And for me, I tend to lean a little too heavily on caffeine in times of stress, which can make things worse often by adding anxiety and jitters to the mix. So that's something really cool and different about Magic Mind. After replacing one cup of coffee a day with this little green bottle of juice, I noticed a difference in how alert, focused, energized, but also how calm I felt. Magic Mind contains a compound called L-theanine, which is known for naturally reducing your body's stress levels, and it also contains adaptogens like ashwagandha, lion's mane mushrooms, cordyceps mushrooms, all of which aid in relaxation and boosting your mood. Changing up my morning routine by adding Magic Mind to it resulted in a noticeable difference in how I went about my day with more calmness and concentration. I've got a 20% off discount code for listeners of On a Dark Cold Night. So to learn more and try out Magic Mind for yourself, go to magicmind.co slash cold20 and enter the code COLD20, 2 at checkout. They have a money-back guarantee. And if you purchase the subscription, you can get 40% off. The 40% off code only lasts 10 days, while the 20% off discount will be valid beyond that. For either discount and to learn more, visit magicmind.co slash cold20 and use offer code COLD20COLD20 C-O-L-D-2-0 at checkout. Thanks, friends. I'd like to send a thank you this month to longtime supporter and listener Kyle, who contributed to the show this week via coffee.com. Thank you so much for your continued support of what I do, Kyle. It means the world to me. Coffee is a great way to donate to the show on a one-time basis. If you'd like to do the same, head on over to ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight, where you can purchase one or more metaphorical coffees to donate. I also want to thank listener Dustin, who not only bought a hoodie for the show, but also left a lovely donation through Bonfire in support of On a Dark Cold Night. Thank you so very much, Dustin. I appreciate it. I don't talk about this often, but if you buy a t-shirt or hoodie through Bonfire, you can also choose to donate to the show in that way. So you can learn more at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. Big thank you to Anastasia and... Janie, who also donated this year through Bonfire after purchasing, um, merch from us as well. So I just wanted to thank you for that. I know I'm late with that, but thanks so much friends. And of course I'd like to thank everyone who supports the show on a monthly basis via Patreon. Through Patreon, donors of $1 or more US a month receive access to my complete and ever-growing soundtrack, while donors of $5 or more US a month get that and a monthly tarot reading video I upload on the full moon. To learn more, visit patreon.com darkcoldnight. Another great way to support the show is to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you like to do so. You can follow me on social media, I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, Facebook and YouTube under on a dark cold night, and on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. These are all great ways to submit questions as well. If you have any, you'd like to hear me answer in an upcoming story or episode or meditation or whatever I'm calling these now. Thank you again for listening tonight, friends. Thanks for your patience as I was a little late with this one. Thank you for everything and be gentle with yourselves this week and onward as we head into the holiday season. Good night, my friends. <laughs>